You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. I am a complete failure, Michael. So how about I try this? Ready? Time for everybody's favorite game show, Stump the Chump! I don't think it's anybody's favorite game show. I think the game show is actually called Let's Make Andre Look Stupid. And we do it often. So, all right. So today our... uh, our guest on Stump the Chump, Derek Barnett of uh, Lely, Southbrook, uh, Meldville fame. Uh, he is going to taste six wines with us. Uh, everybody knows the rules. Well, we well, hope everybody knows the rules. Because there might be some up. new people listening to this. So we're going to taste six wines. They can be from anywhere in the world. They're from my cellar, which means they can be... Generally $20 or less. And usually. there are some dogs in there. There are usually some dogs as well. Yes. Uh, not good dogs, but bad dogs. And we always yeah, like to remind ourselves that there was some, some Kentucky wine once that just was not good. And then the other side of the pendulum, that really delightful warm climate Pinot that both me and Thomas Bachelder thought was for sure Russian River Valley that turned it out to be like a 12.5% Clausen Chase 2013 Pinot Noir. So, we are, uh, we got, we're all ready to go. Derek hasn't said anything because he's like, I don't even know if I want to be part of this deal. So it could be just, uh, just you, Andre. So, uh, let's kick it off. Uh, I always kick it off with something, or I try to kick it off with something white. And uh, here we go. I'm looking at the color. Looking at the color. Mm. Oh. It wasn't under screw cap. I, nobody heard me crack the, crack the cap, as they say, but. It smells a little like feet. A little feet and petrol, like lots and lots of petrol. Well, you know, we should just start up by saying it smells like an old uh, Riesling, but I mean... Uh, yes, there's definitely old Riesling. I was waiting too. for you to call it first. That's uh, it. I'm always calling it No, that's not one. fair. Hmm. It doesn't taste as good as the one, remember the Cape Spring we had that was really good. No, this is past. Were you under screw cap? I mean, there's some... Oh, you, you don't think this is past? I think it's from a cooler vintage. I don't think it's past. I kind of like the little bitterness on the finish. Um, there's still some nice uh, yellow white mm. fruit here. Um, Actually, my third sip was really... Yeah, I think it's a bit of a, uh, a jolt from what we've had earlier. And, uh, you know. Yeah, my, uh, okay, my second sip is better than the first. I'm getting less feet and more like lemon and pineapple. You are saying feet like... Like feet, like, like the smell of feet. Like I've been, I've been wearing, Sandals. I've been cycling around the city of Toronto in sneakers barefoot, and when I take them out of my sneakers after a twenty k <laughs> ride, like that's kind of what this wine smells like. Do you know what? I really, I really don't want to know. You don't really want to know. <laughs> Please don't do that. Like around me at any point in time in your lifetime. We still have. We still have lots of time together, Andre, and I'd never want to smell that. Okay, you said cool vintage. I'm getting, this feels warmer because the acid's not gripping as hard on the back. I think this might be a warmer region. Mm. I'm going to say this is a Australian. This is a Wakefield Riesling. Ten years old. Ten-year-old Wakefield. You got a thought? Well, I'm thinking it's ten years old, but uh, again, I'm thinking more in a cooler, cooler climate. So... Uh, there's places in Australia that are pretty cool. Uh, I know, I know, I know, but I don't want to. Don't let him influence you. No, yeah, I, won't, I, won't, yeah, I don't know anything. I, I Remember, this is, think this is, is let's make me look stupid. I think, I think it's a cool climate. Um, 
Do you go Niagara or Germany? I think I'm going Niagara, but I'm going to make a real fall on my face there, I know. Well, uh, not as much as you think. So it is a 10-year-old Riesling. So you are both correct on that. Each get a point if we're giving points out, which I don't think we've ever done before. But it's uh, Rosewood, uh, 2011, which is a cooler vintage. Yes. Uh, and yeah, 2011 uh, Rosewood uh, Riesling. Super underrated vintage. We all got... 10 and 12 on either side, it was the, it was the meat and the sandwich, right? I mean, uh, but I think that... Uh, uh, so what was 11 if, if uh, 10 and 12 were the meat and the sandwich? Well, it was a cool vintage, very cool. Uh, the, bread was, the bread was the... I mean, I'm just saying, it was, it was the oddball uh, vintage, the one that no one liked to talk about because we were so happy selling 10 and we couldn't wait to sell 12 and 11 got lost in the, uh, in the, uh, in the shuffle. A yep. little bit. It, yeah, it was it was it was a soggy sandwich because it yeah. was a so eleven. If yeah. I remember correctly, it was that pretty was soggy cool vintage. And damp, and uh, I loved the vintage. But I mean, I, I loved every vintage because it brought a new challenge, right? But I think that uh, it was a little underrated in, along the way. I think I, it's it's been my favorite thing about about getting to know a lot more about wine. Like just realizing that I've been doing this for eleven years is like I said, especially working with you, Michael, having erased the term good and bad vintage from the vocabulary. I know you joke about that, but just warm and cool vintage that in Niagara different varieties do well in different vintages and when we think about vintages like 11 you know I would still think more Riesling Every I almost said it is the best I almost said it <laughs> I didn't say it but but look it's um it, it, it 11 was not one of the greatest vintages it was it was cool and I and I get but there's I don't have a memorable wine from 11 there's not one that I can think of. That well, I'm yeah, because it was sandwiched between 10 and 12, yeah, so where 10 every 12, wine was memorable. So, all right, uh, wine number two. So good for Derek. He comes out of the gate, and he, uh, and, he, and, he, and he pretty much kills it. Downhill from here. Yeah, so then you can only go downhill from now. Oh, I like that color. <laughs> oh, I like that color. <laughs> okay, so I got wine number two. Gammy. That is total gammy. Sorry, sorry, I should have let you guys smell it before shouting that out loud. A little bit on the earthy side. Candied cherry. Tons of cherry. A little bit of earthiness. It's got a color that says it might be seven or eight years old. Um... I'm I'm getting that like that that wild strawberry or like mm -hmm. just that rustiness. That's mm -hmm. why I'm saying gamay, and I'm, I'm I'm for sure sticking gamay. This is not Pinot. Yourself? I'm agreeing with you on the seven to eight years old. Like the the tannin is. I'm thinking soft. Pinot. Mm. Uh, that's what I I get a little more fruitiness on the nose that that might talk about gamay a little bit, but. And on the palate, I get that earthy note. I, it's really long. I get a little more acidity than, than oh, the crap. nose gives I'm me. getting violets on my second oh, sip, too, which is not a... Can I change my answer, team? No. Okay, I'm going to stick with Gamay. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Gamay. So you're Lollapino, but seven years old. Mm. And you're going with Gamay, seven years old. I now, am. Where's it from? Oh, this is... Uh, I... <laughs> mm. 
that acidity is pretty good. So, mm. so I, I don't know. It, it I, does, I it does bring cool vintage. I mean, this is the thing too. Knowing, no, once again, knowing your seller and like corking the bat of it, it's twenty dollars or less. So this could be Bojo or this could be Niagara. Cork. So I'm thinking Niagara, but just because I'm gonna go Beaujolais. I okay. think it might be a Beaujolais village. I'm and you're thinking Niagara. I'm thinking 2013. I'm gonna agree with you on 2013. All right, you guys are a year off. It's 2014. It's uh, a 2014 Gamay, so Andre got that one. And uh, it, it is VQA Niagara Peninsula, but it's part of the North Shore Project. This is delightful wine. So, I know Absolutely. you don't like Gamay. I was hoping to change your mind. Well, no, you just think it's I, mean, <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if there was like a 10% Pinot component to this. That earthy note on the, on the, on the, even on the palate now and on the, on the finish... It, it had more Pinot character than, uh, than Gamay character to me. It says, using Gamay grown in the Wilms Vineyard. That's what it says in the, in the, um, on the back. So Okay, this, this does have a similar flavor profile to what like, Thomas has done with the Les Naturistes the past few vintages. And I imagine there's probably no carbonic maceration on this as well. So an, an interesting an interesting wine made it uh, made it hinterland. It's very tasty. Like it's really tasty. I, it is really tasty. Really good. And uh, I, I I found it and I was like, you know what? I haven't tasted that in a while. It'd be interesting to try that. So here we go. All right. So here we go. Wine number three. I'm always. I'm, you know, I have to be honest, Andre, I really am always hoping for a dog. I know in the last one we didn't get one, but I always, you know, I'm really looking for dogs. Uh, what are you talking about? We had that, uh, that Aussie under... Uh, oh, it was because it was cork. Well, it was, under, it was under plastic cork and it was 20 years old, right? So right. it never had a chance. <laughs> this one might... It's poopy. Might fall into the category of... Hmm. Is this Baco? I think this is Baco. It's definitely brown. Really brown. I think this might be uh, Henry Pelham Baco. From 2013. Still got some grip, some tannin. Uh, the acidity is really good. Acidity is really good, right? You know, if people didn't know about, let's pretend it's Baco. People didn't know about Baco. You might think that's a that's a Pinot, maybe, uh -uh. with that acidity. Mm -hmm. But the, the smokiness is like charred. Yeah, there's a very the, the nose a, is a little bit poopy, like and ah, it's so interesting. Oh, not, not, you know, oh sorry. There's Derek. a there's a little bit of sorry. There's a little bit of uh, De Derek. I guess you know when I say poopy, I don't mean it in a metaphorical sense. I mean in like a literal sense. It's, it smells like horse poop and I I don't mind the smell of it. You know what? I could almost go with Syrah on this one sometimes because of that. <laughs> I still think it's Baco because of the, the acids at this point of how old it is. It's got some nice green notes in it which is uh, not spicy but um, sort of a greener edge to the to the nose. I, I get right on the back and do you remember what wine this is? Like you, I know you're the one who usually wraps them and forgets about them. Do you remember what this is? This one I do. Okay. So we're talking, we're talking 10, 12 years old here. I would have said, I hope, and maybe older than that. Um, he throws me off when he talks about tobacco. Um, that's, that's why he does it, right? 
Yes. Yeah, he does. Yes. I'm, I'm, but what I'm do I know? But everything. Everything. So I, I'm more inclined to go Old Cab Franc. Okay. Oh, bold choice. Because I'm getting like American, like I'm thinking like vanilla, like strong vanilla. Yeah, I'm there's a little American bit of that, but I mean, it's got that, that greener, spicy note on the finish, and um, I don't get that sort of ripe tomato edge that I get from Old Baco. No, but I think this is a, I think this is a warmer vintage, and mm. I think, I'm guessing this is 15, I can't remember if they switched to screw cap in 16, but I know it was around there. So you think it's a... 12 or 15. So you think it's a 2015 Henry Pelham Baco, just yeah. a straight up Baco. Well, do I, do I have to guess the tears now that I've seen the cork? So it is a Henry Pelham. Uh, he's right. It is Baco. But uh, would he be shocked to find out it's a 2009? Oof. Kicking around. That is That's pretty very scary. drinkable. That is very, uh, very interesting wine. And, and me shouting Baco is like for once not being like, oh, crap, Baco. No, this is... That's really good. As I said, you could... That's some people... Who doesn't who, who doesn't know that that what that about Baco could mistake it for you know Pinot or for Syrah? That that rustic note to it is completely under control after this much time. I mean, it's twelve years old. I mean, it's uh, it's drinking well, held up well. It just and and oh nine, my God, we've just discussed oh nine. I mean, uh, I acid, yeah, right. So we should add Baco to the Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, <laughs> Riesling great year, like you know. So, Michael, would you care to like uh, add, add the asterisk to that? Well, I, cool I, vintages, we should be drinking more Baco? I, I don't think we should ever be drinking more Baco, to tell you the honest truth. I just think that's just, that's just me speaking uh, out of turn. But, um, uh, you curmudgeon. But, I mean, that was, that was a decent wine uh, as far as, as come on, go. Come on, spit it out. That wine was better than decent. If, if, we're talking about, if we're talking about the best player on the Marleys, we're not talking about the best Maple Leafs, that is your starting center right there. Mm. Might get called up to play for the Leafs, like if uh, Martin. Maybe he's good himself. enough to. Maybe he's good enough to play with the Rough Riders. But I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe, maybe he could play with the Rough Riders if they played hockey. <laughs> oh, this smells yummy! I really don't know what to say about that one. Are you still on the back or the one? No, no, I'm on. I'm on this. I'm on wine number four. As the one who pulls the cork, I, it, it, I I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, this. And I... Paso Robles Cabernet Sauvignon. Paso Robles Cab Sauv. Or Lodi. I, I gotta go Cab Sauv. And, and somewhere warm. Alcohol has gotta be 14 plus. Um, it's hot in the mouth. But other than that... Um, that's the story of Andre's sex tape, by the way. <laughs> or the name, sorry, the title of it, Hot in the Mouth. So. I have been told that. Yeah. So there we have it. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys edit these like, you know. You no, go, that was no, gonna, that's, really. that's definitely going to stay in. That was pretty good. That's why we have a swear jar. Oh. But I'm guessing a five years old, if I have to throw it out there. It's like 2016, 2015. I would have going to say he's 15. It's so he, pretty young. So here's a, here's a funny... Um, I really, I really don't know. I'm going to assume it comes from from California, but here's here's why I assume. Uh, my nephew brought me back this bottle 
and it's a it's called VDX2 and it's got no vintage on it whatsoever. I could not find a vintage. I went out of the, the, the uh, winery's website. I couldn't find vintages, so it's just BDX2. So I'm assuming it's the second time they've made this. Let's hope that that is, is right. It's from a winery called Cooper's Hawk Winery, which is, that's why I brought it, because there's a Cooper's Hawk Vineyard in Ontario, and is he saw... Like Virginia? It is in Illinois, Woodbridge, Illinois, and that's where they're from, and it's a Cooper's Hawk Winery and Restaurant. And I remember when I was reviewing some Cooper's Hawks wines, when you went to, to tag them, there's Cooper's Hawk Vineyard and then there's Cooper's Hawk Winery, and it, it, it makes it difficult to tag them. And, and actually it says American Red, so it doesn't actually give you where anything's from. And it's a 36% Cabernet Sauvignon, 34% Merlot, 18% Cab Franc, and 12% Malbec, and it's 13.8% alcohol. So, uh, and I'm got, I've got to assume that it probably, they're bringing in grapes from, from California, but I, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't say. It's incredibly ripe, incredibly, uh, a little bit menthol. Uh, but not um, sweet, which, thank but God. But not over not, the top, but it just, it, it, it just screams California. Oh, they sent it to Rack in 2019. Rack A, drink now. That's the note you put on there. Yes, so that's, yeah, but that's, that's when I got it in 19, so it's been kicking around in my cellar for a while. It's not a terrible label. Frankly, it's not a terrible wine. I'm curious what it costs. Like, if this was, like, if this was, like, 15 bucks American, I could see that, like, considering what they ask for Seven Deadly Zins and uh, yep. Apothic, yep. this is definitely superior to that. If this was, like, a $40 bottle of wine, I would ask them what they're smoking. I have no idea. I, again, it's one of those moments, as I said, he, he brought it because uh, he had heard of I Cooper's Hawk. I love that opened this for us because you were hoping this would be the Kentucky wine. I was kind of wondering what it would be. I have to be honest, I had no idea what it was going to be. And, you know, the number one grape variety was Cabernet Sauvignon. So, yeah, we, I mean, we, we were we not wrong in that. Yeah. And, and, you know, no matter what the vintage is, uh, you'd have to say we were pretty well spot on. Yeah, because the vintage was, uh, it's, it's a non-vintage <laughs> wine, right? So it's, who knows what the hell that is. That okay. took a little bit of uh, getting, this took a getting little bit of time out. to get into. So here we go, wine number five. Well, that looks pretty good, actually. That is like black. Color is almost. <laughs> that is a dark wine. That is an old wine. It's kind of got like a, a, a charred green pepper all over it. It has. It has. And that wet, again, I get that wet smokiness yep. uh, on the nose. I do not like this. <laughs> it does not make my mouth happy. I don't know why, Andre. I just like the way you said that. I do not like this. It's and got, it's got like a... TV show that reminds me of. I can't remember. It's got like a malt vinegar taste to it. Like not even balsamic. Like... Like fish and, you're probably going to like this because it's like fish and chips. Hmm. Interesting. I don't find the VA elevated, particularly. I, I don't mean, think it's volatile. I just think it's I mean, just, I, but it's that's just old wine. Where we're going here, so I, I'm not finding it volatile. I don't find volatility on I find that, that charred green pepper. God. It's a soggy green pepper, though. I, like, I, it's, not a, it's not a nice, fresh I think crisp. I have to go back to Ontario. Yeah, I think I, you're right, too. I think I have to go to a, a, a older, more... Wet, cool vintage. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, six or eight, but I would think it's got a little more life in it than six. 
Um, okay, I'll, you know, I'll, uh, you know what, I'm good. And I'm good. Like just for me, it's completely, completely dead. It's, it's uh, I would say, Cab Malot, it's got a little bit of uh, greenness to it. It's got some, uh, some, 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 uh, Char cherry notes. In it's yeah. cherry. I mean, I, yeah, it's like he's seen better days. Okay, it's, it's opened up with a bit of swirling here. I, I'm going to go that it's pure franc. Go on, pure franc. You are, um. You're from from below. So is anybody, like, is anybody liking it, or is that the dog of the? Or is that I, the dog and dog of the show? It's, it's getting better with it open. I don't it's, think you put the cork back in it. With some air. Yep. When, when did you leave Southbrook? Oh my God! So it's '99. Oh. <laughs> no, no. So this is this is a 2001 oh. Triumph Cabernet Merlot from Southbrook. So look, I mean, it's not. It's not completely dead, Andre. I don't find it I, dead, dead, so it's not I mean, dead, uh, dead. I, I'm... Uh, I think for, for Andre, it's dead. Yeah. It does not make his mouth happy, but I mean, I I'm guess I'm sorry that. I didn't like it. But yes, I had no idea where that was going to go, so... Yeah, but it's it's 20, 20 years old. Yes. Um, Triumph, so... Yep. That's the higher-end version. I don't yes. think it says well, the mid tier. That was the mid tier because that that time you sort of had whimsy and poetica. Eh? No, no, uh, it's two thousand one. There's no, there's no whimsy. Poetica. There's no this poetica. Still there's up nothing. in the, this was still up in uh, in Maple. This is this is uh, this is at at that time. This is the top tier, and then Triumphus comes along in two thousand and two. Like, that was that's two thousand one. This is Triumph. Triumph. Okay, so that was the first vintage of it. No, oh, no, Triumph no, no. Was we did it before that as well. Triumph, you were doing. So Triumphus was above Triumph. Triumph yes. was was above Triumph, yes, but didn't come about until two thousand and two. I don't think you were gone by then. Yeah. So, all right, I do have one more. Uh, it's in the fridge. Here's where it, and, and and I know what it is. And I've been, I don't know why, I've been holding on to this for. I'll give it to you. It's I've been holding on to it forever. <laughs> I just, I just think that Southbrook was a little bit on the cranky side. It may be better. It opened up. It opened over the up next a bit. little, over the next little bit. It did open up a bit. I mean, it's still out of all the wines we've opened so far, not as good, but it's, it's also by far the oldest. Okay, so this, I, I. So can, can I get some wine with my sediment, please? Derek, oh, what, did, did you get? Did you get a glass of sediment too? I got a little bit of sediment, but okay. Did you get? Did you get? You get this much sediment? You are more than welcome to toss it over the edge and start again. It's got a little bit of sediment, but you don't feel that about it. It's yeah, I'm going to toss it because there's chunks in mine. Okay, the plants like that. Ah, uh-oh. He got it on himself where he's licking himself now. Now that's the story of your sex tape. <laughs> it's, it's still chunky. This is a chunky wine. <laughs> okay. It smells like mint. Like menthol. It's very menthol. Um, overpowers the it nose. Smells like granny cigarettes. Oh, I think I got tobacco on that too. Wow. Now that I say that out loud. But you know what? I, I'll be honest. I know what this is, and I think it's excellent. Like I really think it's excellent. Citrus and granny cigarettes. That's what it uh, tastes like. Man, it's funny. As soon as you tell me tobacco, I, I get tobacco immediately. But it's just. I can't get by the uh, the menthol, the peppermint, the. Um, this, it's just. What do you think it is? I have no friggin' clue. Well, I'll, I'll second that. 
This is this is a fortified something. And knowing you, it's from Niagara. I don't know what people were mucking around with before I started doing this. This is definitely like 15 years old. You this, probably paid nothing for this. This next to is a really fun wine. This is so much fun. You're going to be shocked when I tell you what it is. And and this winery is not in Niagara. They uh, they started vintage dating things because they believed that this fruit would age really well. Anybody want to guess what fruit it might be before I unwrap this? Oh God, so this is not grapes. It's not grapes. Is this apricot? It is not apricot. Is it peaches? It's, 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 no, I, it's, it's so overpowering. I, I, like, they weren't wrong that it, it aged well, knowing that it is, let me just, I, yeah. You don't want us to know what it is. It's 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 cranberry. Oh wow! That's a two thousand. It's from uh, Muskoka Lakes. It's a two thousand and one Vintners Reserve cranberry. And years ago, I found out they were they started vintage dating these because they were like, look, these things age because of the acidity in a cranberry, and they'll age forever. And I was like, I don't know about forever, but and I saw this today, and I was like, at twenty years, let's see. Where this goes. There is a bit of sweetness to it. It balances out the acid. Correct. And the, here's the other part that I learned when I used to go there. Because, you know, th these were guys were close to, you know, Toronto. Well, close enough yeah. in Muskoka, right? But, I mean, you could visit them quite easily within an hour. You would be surprised on how much sugar they put in cranberry wine just to make it so that it's, it's slightly tart. I am not surprised at all. Have you ever made, like, cranberry sauce? I, uh, no. But I mean, for cranberry wine, just to make it so that it's not mouth-puckeringly tart, they add, so that's why they never ever tell you what the sugar coat is on cranberry wine, because it would, the acid's, it, off the chart. The, the acid's off the chart. So it would be like a 20, but it would taste like it was dry as, as that a is bone. interesting, because I don't get any notes of cranberry in, in there at all. Now, even you tell me it's cranberry, no, well, I still can't the, find cranberry. Because Granny's cigarettes are overpowering right. everything. So, I mean, it's just... But, uh, but, but that being it, said, knowing it's cranberry, I'm giving it a pass. It tastes better knowing it's cranberry. No, no, I, I'm, it tastes kind of uh, kind of nice, but if you, you've got to like that floral, peppermint-y... Uh, yeah, did, you, did, your, did your grandma smoke menthols? My father smoked menthols. Yeah, I that's why. This reminds me of your childhood. I remember stealing menthol cigarettes from my father trying to smoke them. We never got them lit because we were trying to, we went out to the car. <laughs> a buddy of mine went out to the car. We couldn't get the, the, the lighter in the car to work. We broke them and was like, this. And, and I was like, we're, we are, we're never smoking again. So, but this is, I find, I find this incredibly interesting yeah, yeah. because of one, the vintage Two, um, what they told me at the time, and you can see, look at all that sediment. You can just see yeah, all the yeah, sediment, yeah. That's, and that's what you got in your in yeah. this. That to me is still drinkable, and I have no problem drinking that, knowing that it is cranberry. I think you guys are, are poo pooing this, but I, I I'm not poo pooing. I, I'm, I'm listen. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt now that I know what it is. But you, you know, you, I assume this is going to be a wine tasting. It is wine, but look. I think you could hold that another 10 years. I don't know what will happen to it. It'll be much darker, I'm it pretty sure. It'll be darker, for sure, and they would throw a hell of a lot more sediment. But, I, I mean, and it might be more menthol. For all I know. But I, where does menthol come in cranberries? I don't know. And, and, and to be honest... Um, Maybe there's some oak on it. I, I oh, don't it could think be we've ever sure. drank cranberry wine in the house. 
I'm looking at my wife. I like that um, you said in the house too. Yeah, but but, but I, I don't think we've ever consumed a bottle at Christmas or I, to be honest, I'm pretty sure I have never consumed a bottle of cranberry wine in my life. So, you know, nowhere to, nowhere to go but down, I suppose, or up in, the, in this case, they've known what, it, known what cranberry wine tasted like, but I, there's just no fruit. For me, there's no fruit in here now and it's all menthol and I, I menthol and peppermints and uh, like, I, it's, it's, it's pretty it's overpowering. It's pretty overpowering. I but agree it's, it's, entirely. But it's, but it's interesting that, that cranberry suddenly develops menthol and peppermint. Yeah, I'm curious where that comes from too. Like maybe, maybe you should reach out to the guys crazy. and find out. Yeah, no, that's kind of crazy. So, and it doesn't say it doesn't say anything about being an oak or anything like that. So, anyway, um, thanks for 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 being on Stump the Chump this. Uh, hey, and this, this, this time, time I look significantly less stupid than normal. I yeah. completely nailed the gamay and the tobacco. Yeah, and you did all right on the BDX, although I'm not sure what. And we did okay on the Riesling. Well, I mean, the Riesling was the Riesling. Yeah, I know, but I mean, we nailed vintage, we nailed, uh, you know, area. I mean, I don't know, I, I, I didn't feel, I don't feel so bad now as I did an hour, coming, half an hour ago. Like, coming you know? into it. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're not, tr- we're not trying to, uh, you know, turn no, you into an idiot. No, we're just trying to make me look stupid. We're not oh. trying to make you look stupid. Speaking of which, I'm Andre Prue from underwinereview.ca. Uh, we appreciate support to this podcast, patreon.com slash two guys talking wine. Michael? Oh, I did wear my I'm with stupid shirt, but I didn't wear, I, I, I wasn't on the right side of you for it to point right at you. So. I don't know if you look, but your I'm stupid shirt's pointing at yourself. Nope, not doing that. I've, I've, I've learned that lesson. <laughs> You're Michael Pinkus of MichaelPinkusWineReview.com. You're at the grape guy on some social media. Michael Pinkus on others. Hey, what the heck? Uh, Derek, thank you very much for, for being here. Thanks for, uh, you know, he nailed the years pretty good. He I did. Have to be, um, and you nailed the grapes. So uh, between the two of you, there's a full brain there. Good night! <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.